Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. Are you always doing just enough to say the job is done? Do you save just enough to say you're saving? Do you work out and try to eat a salad every now and then just to say you're health conscious? Why is being average okay? Today we're talking about the importance of being above average and how to avoid being mediocre. We're going to give you four characteristics to help you identify whether or not you're an average Joe. But first, wait, wait, what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? So, my wait, what is so relevant to today's topic. And mm-hmm. when I realized it, you know, because I, I, I personally think I have been blowing it out of the water in my life lately. Okay, <laughs> right? right. Nothing wrong with patting yourself on the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you know how sometimes you do just a quick check in, and you're like, okay, I've been hitting the gym consistently. I've been eating right. right. You know, I've been staying on top of things with the company. Friendships doing well. Checking in with the family. You know, mm-hmm. practicing self development. So I kind of thought I had been knocking it out of the park lately. Okay. So recently, you know, for 2017, personally, I made this my year of finances and I was like, you know, I'm going to become really more conscious about my money and my finances and managing it and saving properly and investing. And so I came into 2017 like non-negotiable, like my money is a priority. I'm, I'm tuned into it. No mindless spending. Um, you know, no more, I'm breaking the cycle, you know? Right. What's that credit looking like? What's the debt looking like? What what's what's my net worth looking like? So I've been really trying to be tuned in, and so I've been saving like every all year, the entire year of twenty seventeen. Every single week, I've been saving, right? Mm-hmm. And so initially, when I first was kind of deciding on how much I wanted to save every week, I decided to really lowball it because I'm like, I just want to do an amount that I feel like I could do that you wouldn't fail that exactly I I was like let me just do a certain amount that would make me feel like I can do this and I'm and I'm more liable to stick to it right so I was like boom I'm gonna save $20 a week okay okay so I've been saving $20 a week was that just $80 a month and because I don't get a set paycheck every week or every two weeks it's kind of hard I can't necessarily put a a a dollar amount on it based on how much I make because you know it's different a different amount right so I decided to just go with a flat rate of $20 a week initially just to develop the habit of saving right. okay, okay. Got it. so I did that so the industry standard for when you are um, saving money is 10% mm-hmm. everybody says save a minimum of 10% of your income and always pay yourself first mm-hmm. all right boom so I thought about that recently when I heard it again on something I was reading. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 10%. And I, being completely honest with myself, I was like, wait, Lise, 
what is 10% of how much I make? Because like I said, because I don't get a set paycheck and you know, it's different amounts. I'm like, I don't even know exactly how much I make every week or every month. I know roughly that it's never going to be under this. It's going to be between this. But I mean, as far as the exact dollar amount, I wasn't sure. So I decided to go back, you know, recently and look at one of my weeks and see, you know, how far off was I from saving that 10%, uh-huh. right? So, tw- you know, 10% now, you know, 10%, uh, 20% or $20 is only uh, 10% of $200. Right. right? And I'm like, I know I'm making more than $200 a week. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I'm lowballing it, but let me just see how far off I am and make sure I start saving a little more now that I've become disciplined and developed this habit. Why did I go back recently and look at a week in May? Mm-hmm. And one week in May, I had made about $955. Wait, what? And my butt only saving $20. 20 bucks. Well, you got say, no bucks. 20 bucks. That's, that's bucks. Yeah. It ain't dollars yeah. till it's over you what? You keeping it when you, uh, <laughs> when you done made $952 and you only saving 20. It's like 20 bucks. I was like, wait, What? Am I cheating myself right now? For sure. For sure, yeah. I had got so comfortable. With your $20, it felt like you were winning. I felt like I, I was like, ooh, I'm a saver. Yep, another month saved it just like <laughs> I did last month, $80. Right, and I'd throw some money in this account, throw some money over here every now and then. But oh, you was making it rain with the 20s. You weren't oh, oh, oh. being selfish. Oh, sometimes I ball out with a couple. Tw- but, oh, I, you but- know, but as far as a flat amount every time, making sure it was 10%, I was floored. Yeah. I was floored. I mean, I was, you know, uh, $20, $950 is 2%. <laughs> Bro, I was saving 2%. Well, look, you know, at least you were training, your, training yourself to, now that you know how much you're actually making, to actually do what you're supposed to do. Right. So it wasn't like you were failing. You just wasn't as great as you could have been. Yeah, right. True. Good point. But I... Like I said, I really thought I was blowing life out the water, and I was as you and you were, and you were okay. Yeah, right. you you don't know what you don't know. That's true. So now that you do know, now yeah, you definitely will be blowing life out the water. That's very very true. So yeah, that was my way. What and perfect for today's topic, like check in, reassess. So you implement a new habit just to get it get kick started right you eventually got to check in mm-hmm. and now it's time to reassess and up the ante on that Go thing harder, right yeah Go like harder. blew me out the water i was like wow right i had no idea yeah so okay so today you know i'm infamous for losing my keys right yeah <laughs> so today i was taking the kids to school and I, I'm looking for my keys. I'm like, oh, I'm getting so frustrated. I'm like, I'm looking there. They got their backpack, back, backpacks on. They're like sitting and waiting for me. And I'm just searching for my keys, searching for my keys. And after like 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, you know, come on, let's go. And so, you know, we go out the door. Um, I lock the door. And we're all walking. Now, they're ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And they start walking um, towards the car. And I'm like, where are you going? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you said it's time to go. It's time to go to school, like to the car. I was like, oh, we, I never found my keys. I just found the door keys. We about to walk to school. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, are you joking? Are you kidding? I said, no. I said, no, it'll take.
take me longer to find my keys searching up the house top to bottom than it probably the school is like a mile away. Uh-huh. I was like, no, we're about to walk. They're like, can we just at least take the bikes? I was like, no, who's going to bring the bikes back with me? Uh-huh. And they were, you know, Morgan was like, are you serious? We got to walk all the way to school. Bryson's like, is that going to take an hour? And I just could not believe them. So we walked to school and then I was like, okay. You know, they love donuts, and I barely buy them treats. And mm-hmm. it's a Tim Hortons on the way. I'm like, okay, because it's so new to you. I'm going to stop. We, I'm going to get you you guys donuts. And they're like, yay. So we stop. We have, I get some uh, water, and they get more than they get donuts. And then we finish our walk. It takes us about 30 minutes with the Tim Hortons stop. And the, and the whole time, Morgan's like, oh, my God. Tell me, my stomach is starting to cramp up. Now, mind you, this is just a mile. Okay. Bryson is grinning, grinning the whole time. He's like, are you are you gonna remember this forever? And I'm like, yep. Are you? And he's like, yeah. And when I got to the school and dropped him, I was like, I can now I gotta walk all the way back another mile. But it it pertains to this topic as well because now I was like, you know what? The fact that they were so horrified about walking a mile to school lets me know further lets me know mm-hmm. that we are not using our God given uh, gifts mm-hmm. like. Y'all so used to being walked, I mean, driven to school when mm. your school is a mile away and right. it's good weather. Right. I was like, oh, they're going to be walking to school at least once a week now. Yeah. Like, yep, they're going to be at least walking to school or riding their bike to school. I had a good old time. Bryson was grinning the whole time. I'm like, you are enjoying yourself. Don't try to, don't let Morgan, um, you know, persuade you and lead you to thinking that you're not having fun. I'm like, you enjoying yourself? And right. he was like, yep. So, right. yeah. The kids got walked to school. I got came back home, found my keys, and everything was fine. But, yep. No, the true lesson in that is you and these keys. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> you know where the keys were, which is even funnier? Where? They weren't even in the house. <laughs> Why were they in the basket of my bike in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you found it. That sounds like I such re- an obscure place. I retraced my steps so hard. I was like, when's the last time you had your keys? When's the last time you had your keys? And I was like, the ba- I put them in the basket of the bike. Hopefully, they're still in there. They was in there. So, yeah, I definitely, I found the keys. The kids walked to school. I walked back, stopped at the store, ran into somebody I knew, seen something I'd never seen before on the way back because I was on foot versus yes. uh, driving. Yes. I was like, oh, yeah, the kids are definitely going to be um, riding their bike or walking once a week. I love it. Yep. On my off day, I get one off day a week because I, I begin to think, you know how you get excited about an idea. I was like, Ramirez should walk them to school every day and then walk to work. I'm like, Jay, calm down. You know he ain't, calm down. Too much, too soon. It ain't, yeah, slow, bring it back in. (laughs) Control yourself, control yourself. (laughs) Yeah, so, but, oh, that, pertaining to the topic, I realized we were being average. Mm. We were being so average. You get you put your you get your kids dressed. You you have a car. Yeah. You drop them off. Yes. You that's what you do. And then no, we don't have to do that. And I realized like wow, like they've been out here being so average. Like Morgan really was like, what's going on? Like you really expect us to walk? Right. I was like Morgan, this is a way to appreciate the things that other people can't even do. Somebody could even dream of walking to school i was like and on the opposite end of the spectrum there's kids who have to walk every single day right that don't even know about the the luxury of getting dropped off every day so right. on both ends you need to understand that what you have is a privilege yes with your legs your body and also the car yes so yeah a hundred percent i love it got them kids together yep Made them walk to school. Made them walk and to school. And now you're rolling that into oh, yeah. a regular regimen. For sure. That's super dope. 
alternative ways to exercise. I'm gonna sit here for one quick second. We just did a blog post about this, but of you know, a lot of people despise exercise. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said in the blog post was, what's near you that you do on a regular basis? Do you yeah. go to the bank every weekend? Is there a market you go to every weekend when you're running your errands that, that's in your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Stop just habitually hopping in a car yeah. and doing what you need to do. Right. You know what I mean? Buy things that will accommodate walking. Like if you need a basket to roll some groceries mm-hmm. in or something like that, you know, get on foot. You know, you're taking care of business. You're two birds with one stone. It doesn't have to be this horrible experience of you going to the gym, bored, not knowing what to do. You know, it's nice out. Walking to things that you do all the time is a great way to get alternative exercise. Yeah, and you can also listen to Professionally Fit Radio while you do your walking. Oh my. Hello. Oh, put your buds in. That's what I do. <laughs> put your earbuds put in. Put your earbuds in. Get you a good podcast on. And then, like I just said this week, when I um walked to my masseuse, texting and walking is much safer than, safer than texting and driving. Definitely. I mean, there's perks to this thing. Definitely. It's definitely perks to this thing. So I love that. That's super dope. Jay, four characteristics to identify whether or not you are average and or mediocre. So before we even dive into what that is, because most people might be wondering, what is what is being average? What is being mediocre? So we're going to run through, you know, four characteristics of just that. So I'll do the first one. Okay. You always meet your quota. Okay. <laughs> so that would be a that would be exceptional, right? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. So you're at work and you have to complete at least five reports a month. Mm-hmm. Every month you complete five reports. Okay. You don't do four because that's underperforming. Okay. But you don't do six because you only require <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to do five. Yeah, right. Yeah, my job is safe with this, this five. That's what right. they ask me. That's what I give them. Right. I never cheat them. I never cheat them. I always do my job. Some of us, we meet our quota and we're even defensive of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I did what you said do. Right. Mm-hmm. Clients. Lisa, you said do 30 minutes of cardio five times a week. They get on that treadmill or that elliptical, and they do 29 minutes and 59 seconds, right? Yep. So, first characteristic to identify whether or not you may be living an average lifestyle is you always meet your quota. Okay. I remember when I saw a personal trainer. I believe he was at um, Powerhouse or something. And he would always give me the number to do. And say if he said 20 and then I get to 20, he'd be like, okay, and one more. That one is for yourself. Like, you always have to do an extra one. That one is for you. Like, don't just do what I asked you to do, even though the extra one is what, because he asked me to do it. But right. it was mentally like that last push, that last that last extra, yes. you know, it, that's for you. That's for you to be great. Yes. And so he just, everyone, like, I don't care if I told you 15, you owe 16. 17, you owe 18. Yes. Like, don't just stop at that one number. You got a little something left in you to push harder. Yes. To push past that so do that that's so right like some of us it doesn't matter if we have more juice left in us yeah you said right right or we i told myself i told myself i was gonna do 20 minutes of cardio and then you do 20 minutes of cardio not realizing how strong you are so maybe you only walked at a 4.0 pace at the trip on the treadmill 
and you get to 20 and you ever look down like, oh, that was over quick. All right, right I'm out of here. I did my 20. But you know you had another 10 minutes in you or you know you probably could have jogged instead of walked or you know you could have added an incline, you know, um, but you just meet your quota. Yeah, that's like the gallon of water. So I try to finish my gallon before I get off work because I just don't like running to the bathroom that much. So I get home around 6. And then it's like, come on, Jay, you're not going to drink no more water from right. six. Come I've on. done that before. Come on now. you got to do better. <laughs> I, that is so true because I've actually finished my gallon like maybe by two or three in the afternoon. And I and I, and I thought about getting more water later, but I'm like, all right, my drink gallon my gallon. Done. Yeah. Right. And because I get off at five, I, cut, I, I won't drink water past four because I need a whole hour so I won't have to go to the bathroom on my right. way home. So it's like from four to the rest of the day. <laughs> You just not gonna take I, another I'm second. done. I'm right. done. I I'm, did what I, I hey, I I'm, met my quota. I met my quota. Yeah. Okay, so another characteristic is when everyone approves of everything you do. Yes. Um, usually that means you're cheating yourself in some type of way. I remember uh, I have so many examples of I'm gonna use the example of when you quit your job to go to Italy. Okay. Remember how outraged people were? <laughs> like I was one of them. Like <laughs> gonna live they don't pay you girl what's going like what's the plan yeah and you like the plan is for me to be great like i'm going to the uh embassy or was it the u.s embassy in italy yeah and they wouldn't let me go they said they would therefore yeah. i'm gonna uphold my end of the contract of what i said yep. to, to the um what was it the internship that yep. i would do yeah they didn't uphold their saying that i could go but i'm not gonna let it hold me back and right. everybody was like what uh-uh wait no how you gonna eat how you gonna live this is a great job remember that yeah you was working for um the state, the state of Michigan, yep. and everybody was like, oh, my goodness. Like, how you going to leave somewhere with good pay to go somewhere for three months? Yes. This wasn't even a long stint. Right. <laughs> <laughs> unpaid internship. Uh, unpaid internship, and you did. Um, and, and that shows, you know, how much it is important because people around you will – they're so used to mediocrity and it's like you don't you dare leave the state of uh, Michigan job where people other people want to get because there's somebody right now who's been wanting to work for the state probably 10 years right, right? they ain't got right. in yet right been like, applying right and it, you have to really go against the grain sometimes I remember um when I quit working at the nursing home a steady income it was paying pretty good most better than most nursing homes yeah and i was like i don't want to see people dying no more i can't deal with it right now i i got i'm a certified trainer now i think i was certified for two weeks ain't have not one <laughs> client <laughs> i have one client and i was like yeah I, yeah I'm, I'm quitting so the moment man the moment i got hired i didn't have not one client they had to train me and everything but i was like no i quit and i they actually damn near had a round table um for me uh ramirez your family no, just Ramirez and my friend April, and it was like her husband, like, how you just going up and quit? That's unfair to the family. You don't know if you're going to have clients. You don't know. You're getting paid per client. Even if you have one or two, it's not as much as you were making. And I'm just like, and it just, you know, it was like all this fear they had. Like, wow, like you guys rely a lot. And, and I just think my, um, my, the way I think is a little different. Like right. I don't fear losing anything that man has given me. Mm -hmm. Like long as I have my health, my family's health, my friends, and they have their health, I know that anything else I can get back. And not to mention, I can, uh, times 10, like I can get much better yes. than what I had. That, yes. So 
Yeah, so when, when everyone approves and everyone's like, like, yes, yes, good job. And no one's like, wait, what, you, what are you doing? Wait, you're vegan? Wait, wait a minute. You're, you're thick. Why, why are you going to try to lose a couple pounds? I like the size you are. Uh, why are you going to quit that job? And Are you going to go back to school? You already this. Or, or, you know, you're leaving that marriage. You've been married 20, even though you know you're not happy. Like, usually when you're doing things that people perceive like they want they're living vicariously through you almost. Right. But you're not happy. Do it anyway. Yeah. When you trying to make a decision that's above average, uh, above what the majority of people would do. Yeah. Right? When you try and be in that top 10%, that's when you know you're making a good decision. Yeah, that reminds sure. me actually of, remember my client, one of my clients, uh, I challenged her to give up dairy for one week. Mm-hmm. I challenged her to give up dairy for one week. And... She was draining and, Mm -hmm. you know, she was going back and forth to the bathroom and, you know, all this thing. And her mom told her maybe you should eat like this steak and cheese sandwich. I remember that. Because it must not be good that all that, you know, all those changes are taking place in your body since you stopped eating that dairy. So her mom actually encouraged her to go back and eat something that was bad for her because her mom is like, no, this is too extreme. Right. Right. So even when you're making decisions in your diet or your exercise, or people tell people all the time, you might be overtraining. You think it's okay oh to goodness. be exercising five days a week? That might be too much. Maybe you should slow down. Yeah. That's a popular one, actually. That's a very popular <laughs> one. So if every if you don't have any backlash from the decisions you're about to make, then maybe your most of your decisions are just average. Yeah, are just mediocre. Yeah, you absolutely need somebody to tell you no because usually people are just being transparent, right, or just transferring their fears on you. Right. I wouldn't do it, so you shouldn't do it. Right, right. There's nothing um, intended. They're not trying to hold you back. It's no, not. It's not. They're not doing it on purpose. It's right. just, yeah, like you said, transferring their fears onto you. Yep, 100%. Character, okay, so first, number one was you always meet your quota. Right. <laughs> number two is everyone approves of everything you do. Mm-hmm. First two. Third characteristic that helps you to identify whether or not you are an average Joe or Josephine. <laughs> <laughs> You're never scared. Okay. You're never fearful. Right. So you make decisions, but let's say, for example, you start exercising and you're like, okay, I'm going to start with some cardio. I'm going to start walking around the block. And well, your coach or somebody says, let's try jogging today. And your heart start beating and you're embarrassed about people looking at you. And you remember I had a client just the other day. I asked her, I've been training for a while and She's still been walking for her cardio. I said, why won't you jog a little bit? And she said, because, you know, everybody's going to be looking at me like, dang, she only jogs 15 seconds. So she was fearful of, you know, not being able to run for a long time because she would get winded. So she wouldn't jog at all. I am always amazed and shocked of how much people think. I I don't think I've ever trained anyone or ever even talked to someone about being in the gym and they weren't worried about someone looking at them or what someone else thought. Oh, it's a huge fear. I, and I always be like, they're not thinking about you. They're not. And even if they are, so what? Like, you're really going to hold yourself back or feel insecure when everybody's here for the same purpose? 
You know, it's not like you're inside the gym and they're like leaning on a glass window looking in. Like we're all in here trying to better ourselves. I don't care what shape that person is in. Mm -hmm. They are here to better themselves and they need to be focusing on themselves. Right. And if they are focusing on you, then that's a problem. And that's between themselves, not not between them and you. Right. So, so true. yeah. Yeah. So if your goals or if your um, decisions don't scare you. Then you might be an average Joe or Josephine. <laughs> Can we just say average Joe? No, we can't. Why? We can't. We're gonna look. When we say average Joe, we're talking about men and women. Can we do that? Or Josephine? <laughs> <laughs> like, that is so annoying. Or Josephine? Like really? We gotta. Oh God, these feminists out here! I swear. <laughs> so anyway, another characteristic that is... lets you know if you're yes average. It, it never hurts. You know, it never makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You could be great at something. The top, I mean, you could be running track and you're always number one. You could be a hairdresser that's always featured on the cover of a magazine. You could be the top trainer in your area. That does not mean for your your standards and what you can actually do, you're not being average. You're used to being that great. When is the last time? I remember when you went to a uh, conference mm-hmm. and they were, were telling you mm-hmm. about trainers <clears throat> to do something that makes you uncomfortable mm-hmm. because you're used to being great at training. Mm-hmm. You're used to being great at, at, at your diet and your health habits. Like mm-hmm. do something outside the box. Do something, maybe um, talk to that family member you haven't talked to mm-hmm. in 10 years. Like mm-hmm. be uncomfortable. That does not mean you're not average because you are good getting all the accolades in that one particular area right you know people tend to pat themselves on the back like hey i'm top ranking in my class right you know my marriage is on point but it's like well what about those other 10 things that you are neglecting in your life right like what about uh traveling you said you wanted to do that right you haven't been anywhere like get uncomfortable if you don't have uh the things that makes you be like okay let me figure this thing out like for instance, right now planning this trip to me, for, um, planning this trip to Jamaica mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. is extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm like, okay, let me call the, you know, the travel agent again, or what, the person who owns this villa again, and let me go over the figures again. And and now, but the next time it's time to plan a trip, I'll know how to do it better. Like go outside your comfort zone. Go outside of what you normally do. Yeah. And I real, I thought about this too when I was at the gym. And I was looking around and I was realizing I'm so comfortable here. I, I don't care who look, who's looking at me. Mm-hmm. I don't care about being in a mirror making faces. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I, I, I know my form is right. Like this is my place where my confidence soars. Right. So, of course, if I'm going to the gym every single day, I'm going to think like I'm awesome out here. Right. But go to a place where people know more than you. Maybe a place where you're like learning something yes. and that you don't know that much. Yes. That's, that's so true. And when you push yourself um, and do something that that hurts and gets uncomfortable, it humbles you so much. <laughs> Doesn't it? You know, the straight-A student needs to be pushed. Mm-hmm. The multimillionaire needs to be pushed. Yeah. The pro athlete needs to be pushed. Like you said, even if you're at the top of your class, even if you're a gold medalist in your job, in your career, even if you're the prize wife, you know, you need to get uncomfortable even in those areas. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was going back to school. Mm-hmm. You know, like I step outside of school and, and it's so funny because I, I, before I even walk into the building, into the lecture hall, 
I'm on the phone giving orders, you know. Yeah. I'm coaching somebody. I might be texting you a tiff about something with a company. I mean, I'm just bossing up. I'll, as soon as I step into the class, I turn into this cowardly little right. mousy student like, wait. The chemistry bonds do what? <laughs> the periodic table explains what? Like I instantly, you know, I'm, I'm a different version of myself. I'm outside of my comfort zone, but I'm stepping into this thing uncomfortable, willing to learn. You know, mm-hmm. I'm looking at these 22-year-old, this 22-year-old girl next to me like, wait, explain the Lewis structure and the balancing the chemical equation to me one more time. Right. And it's funny because usually right after my classes, I have a coaching call. So I step right back out the building or straight into my boss shoes. Yeah. And, and, and it, it humbles me so much. But if you go through your life and you go through your day always being a superstar, mm-hmm. right? And then you, you're probably still average. Just because, just because. Go ahead and ruin a few lies. And... Yeah, yeah. This is the podcast for you. If you know, just because you've mastered this thing and all your friends or your peer group is still trying to master it, you feel like because I'm doing uh, above. Uh, average than the average person mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah then I'm okay not but you have to your standards are different from other people now mm-hmm. and so if you moved up to you know got double promoted in your job in the last year and you know you you've mastered managing your money and you don't have any extra weight to lose you're just maintaining and you know you're planning the wedding of your dreams and you got 1.5 kids and a new dog like you feel you know you got the picket fence you think you're living a dream you're spiritually up to date everything you're still average because if you're cruising through that thing you're never getting uncomfortable Okay, so what do you say to the people um, that feel like that's that was my goal, that was my dream to get to a place where I'm cruising through? Because it's all about uh, the the process is a cycle, not a straight line. Okay. So, um, like my man Et recently said, you know, being successful is a circle. A lot of us think it's a destination, and so sometimes you're at the top of the circle, and sometimes you're at the bottom of the circle. So you got to always be able to put yourself in a position. That is going to get you uncomfortable where sometimes you're low and sometimes you're high because the process is the fun part, right? Like once you reach that end goal and you've lost that 40 pounds, it's almost like then what, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was telling you earlier about the gentleman whose goal was to make a million dollars. He made a million dollars and literally was like, now what? Mm -hmm. But the process of him making a million dollars was the fun part. Right. Right. The the getting business, the grinding, the staying up late, the researching, all that stuff, the getting clients, the marketing. That's the fun part. You might not believe it now, but all the workouts, the meal planning, the, you know, ditching happy hour for the gym, the trying new things, the hiring and paying for a coach, the quitting and starting over. You don't realize it because you're in the middle of it, but that's the fun part that you're doing right mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's so funny. I'm, um, you know. I was in my winter classes. They ended, what, the end of May. And then my next class doesn't start till July. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm like, I kind of miss being in school. Even while, But when I was in class, I'm like, dang, I need to go home and study. Right. I got to go do this. Right. I got to, oh, my God, I got to get a good grade. And I got to do this. And I'm missing out on this. And I can't wait till this is over. It was. It's over. And now I can't wait to dive right back into uh, another class. Right. Because now I'm like, I kind of like learning and I kind of like, I kind of miss what I was doing before. Even though right now I'm, I'm on cruise. Right. During these couple months. But 
And I'm appreciating that. So sometimes, like you said, it's a circle. Like right now, I'm on cruise for right. this couple of months. Then I'm going to go back to school in July. Right. And I'm going to get right back uncomfortable again. But now I'm learning to appreciate the process. Like, okay, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to learn that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go um, higher and elevate. And then it's going to let me allow me to go to my next class. Yes. And then, but, but those time in between that class and next one, I'm going to appreciate that time. Yes. So it's not always go higher, go higher, go higher. Sometimes you can just kind of chill out. Yeah. But don't let that be your end goal. Yeah, don't let that be your end goal. Because there's always going to be something more to shoot for. But make sure that you're doing it. I think we got one more characteristic. Um, Oh, and you kind of just touched on it. Uh, Another characteristic to identify whether or not you might be average is you haven't learned something new. Yeah. Aren't you on some learn something new every day um, thing? Yeah, just naturally, too. It's not even an effort. Like, (laughs) like. I thought I made it a goal, but it's just what I do. God, I don't have anything to clean for the overachiever alert. God, <laughs> Where my keys at? Yeah, clean, clean. Okay, overachiever alert. Yeah, it, it just, you don't even mean to learn something new every day. It just follow on your lap. <laughs> okay, all right, I see you going. All right, we, all right. <laughs> you see <laughs> how, I'm, how I'm going here? Don't okay. judge me. I yeah. thought you was about to applaud me, but that turned. Yeah, that, okay. That yeah. went south quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go. Shut up. I don't need you. Why well, I got to shut up every podcast, though? Why? I don't need this. But really, all right, when's the last time, you know, you checked in and learned something new? Let's talk about, like, you know, with fitness and exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, me personally? Oh, no, just in general. Yeah, learning something new. So, well, I just talked about school. But, yeah, like like you said, I just learned something on accident about my hair. I said, oh, another thing that we didn't discuss is meeting new people. Oh, will teach yeah. you something new. I sat next to someone during my graduation, and she taught me something about locks. She had locks. She used to have locks. Okay. And she was she was teaching me how like different things about maintaining them, and different things that I would have never. So meeting new people is a way to learn new things indirectly. Like like she said, it just falls on your lap sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's a result of meeting new people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I learned to do place and everything just by walking. So sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be like go to the library, pick up a book, or walk, watch a documentary right. and learn about this. Sometimes just changing habits and changing people, you are, you're bound to learn something new. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said earlier about walking, that's one of my favorite ways to learn something new because you walk around downtown nowadays and something new has popped up on the scene every other day. When that restaurant get there, yeah. when that bar get there. I when just the- saw Wahlberg's. Would you believe that for the first time? Oh, really? You yes. haven't seen no. Wahlberg? No. I was walking and I seen him. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right, right. So if you're not learning anything new because you always take the same route, you always take the same mode of transportation, you always hang out with the same people. You, you watch the t- same TV shows. You watch the same TV shows. You shop at the same grocery stores. Hair regimen is the same. Diet regimen is the same. You know, we talk a lot about diversifying your plate. We talk a lot about diversifying your exercise regimen. That's how you ensure that you stay above average. Stay in the know. You know, my clients ask me all the time about different, Lisa, what do you think about this 10-day smoothie cleanse? Lisa, what do you think about, you know, these wraps? And I always know about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I just try and stay plugged in. And... That's how I'm able to stay above average in the trainer world. I, you know, I'm an above average coach. And this is going by what my clients say. I'm not bragging. <laughs> I know. I'm, you would never do that. I'm not tooting my own horn. But, I mean, really, 
you know, because I always try and step outside my comfort zone. So now, you know, the city of Detroit introduced this bike share program, right? So they have over 40 something bike share locations throughout the city. That's a great way to get out and learn something new about yourself. You know, bike to the city, bike to do your errands, get a little basket, um, or read a book, listen to a book, engage in a podcast, join a group. It's something that you enjoy. They have a community for it. Whatever you enjoy, they have a community for it, whether it be gardening, knitting, exercising, cooking, whatever you enjoy, there is a community for it. So you can implant yourself into a new friendship circle and change your ecosystem and that's how you can knock out like three of the three of the things that we said just by doing that you might be scared right right to meet new people engage new people learn something new that knocks out that one um somebody's not gonna approve of it right your your spouse gonna think it's a waste (laughs) of money to pay those dues right you know somebody's not gonna approve of it you're gonna learn something new so, you know, by, you know, just getting outside of your comfort zone, you really enhance yourself and you really are able to stay above, you know, above the bar. Yeah, you said one thing that I wanted to park right here for a second. You said exercising. Let's just touch on that for a minute with um, being above average, because a lot of times, what do you see at the gym when you go into the gym? The people that you know don't really have that much knowledge with exercise. Where are they at? On, on the treadmill. treadmill. Exactly. They're always on the treadmill. Afraid, another thing, afraid of being uncomfortable, afraid of, you know, people not approving of the exercise they're doing or not doing it right. Or the way, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So another way to be above average is there's no reason with YouTube available, with Google available, with trainers available, with coaches available, with all these resources why you should go to the gym with no knowledge. Yeah, you should be afraid to go to the gym and you have not done a lick of research and you start lifting all these weights and you may possibly injure yourself. You should be afraid. Right. Um, Because that's very likely to happen if you don't get a coach or if you don't get someone to help assist you. Uh, But you have to. There's too many parts of your body that need to be worked for you to just go to the gym and stay on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely, and matter of fact, it, it can definitely, it can make you lose muscle if you're on the treadmill, if that's your, if you want to tone up. I'm not saying bodybuild, but if you want some sexy toned legs and some sexy toned arms, mm-hmm. you stay on the, do too much cardio and you can lose that muscle. Oh, yeah. It's actually uh, the opposite of what people think. They think they're going to get too big, but no, you will lose muscle. You will lose the, yeah. some of the elasticity in your body. So, um, you know, don't be average in your workout. It's okay to find out wh- why why are these dumbbells here. They don't have five-pound dumbbells for bodybuilders. Trust me. It's for the ladies to do some reps or the men who are already where they want to be and they got the 10-pound weight. Yes. They have these things that you don't have to go in there and lift heavy, but you do want toned arm. You need to work your back muscle. A lot of people don't think about working their backs. And you have back fat. Right. We work our backs. Yes. We, like, literally on on my regimen is a back day. Mm-hmm. Today I'm working my shoulders and my back. Right. And I'm going to do some cardio. Right. Today I'm going to work my um, legs, my hamstrings, glutes, and, like... You know, go to the gym and do more than just what everyone else is doing. It's okay. Right. And, yeah, and, and there's, like you said, there's no excuse. Um, There's no room for you to say, that's all I know. Or that's all I ever do. There's right. just too, too many resources. Too many resources. And don't only work what you can see in the mirror. Right? That's yeah. how men end up with chicken legs and really buff chests and big arms. Right? right. That's how girls end the up show, with... Show with, me muscles. What are they called? Show me muscles? Yeah. Yeah. That's how girls end up with big butts and, and, a, and a gut. You know, like you only work in like what you think everybody else can see and what you can't cover up, you mm-hmm. know? So, you know, 
be diverse in your workout and don't be average. And then let's talk really quickly about being average in your diet and your eating too. You know, doing just enough. So you start off maybe replacing, you know, the french fries with a salad when you order out. Give me Mm -hmm. the burger and a side salad instead of french fries. That's great, Mm -hmm. right? That's great. But at what point are you going to up level? Right. What what point are you going to take it to the next level in your diet? You know, at Professionally Fit, we have a rule. Every week you have to try something new. Mm-hmm. That's my way of pushing our clients and myself outside of our comfort zone. Right. A lot of times uh, people will say, well, what do you want from me? I, I stopped drinking pop. Yeah. What do you want from me? Like, I stopped doing this. You want me to do all of that? Yes. Yes, yes I do. <laughs> it won't kill you. Matter of yeah. fact, it's just the opposite. Yeah, definitely. Like, this is, I'm not asking you to, you know, fly or something you can't do. I'm asking asking you to do something well within your capabilities. Well within your means. And it's just a mental block, you know? One of my clients, she, uh, just last week, she tried avocado for the first time. And she's like, Lisa, I liked it. And I'm like, yes, you know? So she was scared. She was uncomfortable. She was just just meeting her quota, right, mm-hmm. with just maybe one vegetable with a, with a meal. Mm-hmm. And now she went above bar. So, you know, with your diet, if, you, if you've plateaued in your weight loss, I can almost guarantee you it's because you're, you've um, become average and mediocre in your health. Mm-hmm. You know, um, financially, where do you want to be? Are you checking in and reassessing your finances or are you just doing enough? And finances is really one of those things because nobody can see it but you. Right. You know what I mean? And you can pretend a lot. Right. And so there's nobody to check you about it either. Right. Right. Unless, you know, you and your spouse are really, you know, sharing accounts and stuff. But on average, your circle can't be like, girl, when are you going to go back to school? When are you going to get that job you said? Right. When are you going to work out and lose that weight you've been complaining about? Right. So a lot of times in our finances, we're even average if nobody's paying attention to your spending habits. Oh, yeah. Because you touched on something earlier when you said you always broke. People are, oh, I ain't got no money. Yes. And everybody's, okay, girl. Or, you know, that's, that's okay, I get it. Like, yeah, we always announcing we're broke. Like, like everybody no should get it. <laughs> right. No, you should be as an adult. I mean, unless you're in a, pro- there's certain things that it's like, okay, right now I'm saving every last penny I have to buy a house. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But when you're just broke on average, like you want, let's go on the trip. I ain't got no money. Right. Let's go out. I, I got to wait till I get paid. Let's do it next weekend. Man, man. <laughs> you are, in your finances, you're average. Because like, most people are always broke. Right? Yeah, go that way. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not even knowing no braggadocious. Like I just got it late. But I cannot remember the last time that I, I'm too broke held me back like that's real i remember you talking about that podcast a long time ago and the um the girl was like you should be ashamed of you. you should be embarrassed to be like <laughs> i ain't got it like why is that okay with you right or you have a chronic illness that you're just living with that's the last one we didn't say you're yeah. always in pain you're always in yeah pain. so you know another characteristic we mentioned offline that we forgot to go over is um, you might be average if you're chronically uncomfortable. So one is you never get uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and but then you're chronically uncomfortable, whether that be in physical health, whether that be in finances, whether that be in your relationship. Like you're, you've just settled into dysfunction. Yeah, and refuse to move. Yeah, because a lot of times when people tell me their back hurts, and I'm like, well, you know, planks help your back a lot. Right. Like you know, if you start like literally strengthening your core and your back. You could reduce your back pain if you reduce your weight. I remember I was at um, CVS, 
and this man was behind me. He was um, extremely overweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, in front of me. And he was talking to the cash register, uh, the pharmacist. So he knows him very well because he's always getting prescriptions. And he was like, yeah, man, they, I got a new prescription. You know, my knee's been hurting me. I be having so much pain in my knees. And I'm just thinking, like, that's because you have too much weight on your knees. I just wanted to interject real, real quick. Like, if you reduce the amount of weight that your knees had to carry, you would feel so much better, sir. And just step back into line like I never but did. But <laughs> so, the, the, you know, back pain is the top physical pain in, in the in the country. I thought it was knees. Everybody who used to come to me used to always have knee pain. And our nap, oh, and, and back, our, yeah. Yeah. And so, because the majority of people have it, right, it's it's considered okay, right? Just right. like how we talked before. You ain't going to tell nobody you got AIDS, but you'll tell them you got pain. You'll tell them you got yeah. hypertension, you know. Right, this is acceptable. It's acceptable. So you're just, you're you're comfortable with being the average Joe or Josephine. Really? You don't? <laughs> with <Okay>. back pain <laughs> or with knee pain. So if you chronically live in discomfort, you're average. Yeah, You know definitely. what I mean? Because it's too uncomfortable for you to get out of pain, right? That means I'm going to have to give up all the foods I quote unquote love. That means I'm going to have to make time to exercise. And that exercise is going to hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm so deconditioned. So if you're chronically in pain, if you're chronically uncomfortable, if you're chronically broke, if you are in a job that you've been doing 20 years that you've clearly outgrown, if you're in a position or a relationship that you've clearly outgrown, if you've made a habit of constantly not talking to certain family members or being um, estranged from people, you've, you've just settled into that discomfort, mm-hmm. you average. Drop the mic. We can, we can go. <laughs> We can go. Podcast over, y'all. I know we don't normally end it like this, but uh, <laughs> all right, let's bridge the gap. Let's bridge the gap for him, Jay. Bridging the Gap is our segment where Jay and I um, identify the direct correlation between today's topic and your business as an entrepreneur or as a professional in a nine to fiver. So why are you average or are you average as an entrepreneur? So, being an entrepreneur, like, in the past year or so, even maybe before, that has become very trendy. It's uh-huh. been, become, you know, very admirable to start your own company and do your own thing and leave. I'm just, I'm looking at you like that. She's looking at my face because it's the little, the Corvette syndrome. It's only seemed trendy because that's the crowd that you're in. I think that it's not, everybody's not trying to be an entrepreneur. I think that's just the, the, what you submerge yourself into. And so in my world, everybody's trying to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's trying to start their own business or have a little side hustle. Um, But most of us are doing just enough to say we are. Okay. So in your business, are you pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone in business? Are you taking the necessary steps to get exposure, to get your brand out on the market? Are you taking the necessary steps to please your customer base, to generate more leads? Or are you doing just enough to stay in business? Are you doing just enough to cover your overhead? Are you just signing on when you feel like it? Are you taking care of the obligations you said you were going to take care of with your clients, with your business partners, with your staff, with your affiliates, with your vendors? Or are you doing just enough to say you did it? Do you do things on time or do you do them early? Do you show up to every single 
um, event or every single client in a way that you feel like you can be proud of, right? When when you're an entrepreneur, you know, we, we eat what we kill, right? So if we're average, then we're going to have average success, right? There's nobody in a in an office writing us a check, no matter what our performance has been for the last two weeks. So it is really imperative that you take a, a closer look at yourself and how can you really push yourself to be great, not just average. Are you constantly studying your craft? Right? Do you get into business because you everyone's told you you're good at sewing, everybody's told you you're good at designing, and so you get into it and you've gotten so many accolades and so many people love your work that you don't spend your off time studying your craft, going to shows, going to conferences with a mentor to eat, to be even greater? Like, Don't get so full of yourself and so caught up smelling yourself so tough that you believe that you can't be better just because everyone around you is telling you you're good or just because you're making even a little more than breaking even being average and being mediocre in business is the quickest way to get driven out of business you always have to stay two or three steps above the competition or the perceived competition so check in with yourself and check in with the characteristics we mentioned today are you just making your quota are you never scared in anything that you do in business does everybody approve of everything that you do in business are you learning something new and does it ever hurt okay in regards to a nine to five now you and i both have experience going to a business asking questions and they absolutely did not know the answer and weren't and weren't even interested in getting the answer yes, for us. Yeah. And my and my answer to that is always they don't care because they get a check regardless. Yeah. Like they're not going to go above and beyond because at the end of this week or the two weeks I'm going to get a check no matter if I know this answer or if I don't know this answer. Yep. It's not contingent upon you making this purchase or contingent upon how well you like my service, especially when it's not in a sales industry. People are apt to be extremely average. I remember um, on the weekend where there's very little to no supervision and someone that was working with me was on the internet for like an hour, maybe about two hours. I don't remember the exact time. And like they needed that person to be over their shoulder. Um, I believe to be above average, you got to have something inside of you that, first of all, you want someone to take notice of. Right. You want someone to compliment you on, to say you're great at, someone to pull you aside. I mean, even though we say, well, what people think of us doesn't matter, but it does matter. It really does matter. It could be the difference between you getting a promotion or you stand right where you are or in the event. Because when I go to school, in the event that I want your recommendation for another, maybe a business that's affiliated with you, maybe you're affiliated with another company, and I want to work for this company because they have part-time, I need for you to recommend me. So I want, I want to have a glowing recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many reasons to go above average, not just to collect a paycheck. Like just, what did you, what, what's the word, um, you always say, integrity. Yes. Your integrity, because... How you do anything is how you do everything. Usually, if, if you go to work and you just just meet your quota, that's how you do everything. You meet your, okay, my friends need me to hang out with them twice a month or they'll get mad at me. Twice a month it is. Um, my mother needs me to check on her at least once a week. Once a week it is. My husband, as long as I cook dinner, he's okay. 
dinner it is, no breakfast. Like how you do anything is really how you do everything. When you get into the mentality of going beyond average, it will transfer into all areas of your life or at least different areas of your life. So don't think on on the paycheck um, because that will never help you be great. That will never teach you how to be great if you're just like, I'm going to get a check. Because you... Let's be honest. We learn how to beat the system. Okay, on the weekend. Okay, I can do this. Right. Okay, my and manager's then, not here. You're right at seven o'clock, nobody's really here. So I mean, we'll you'll learn how to beat the system. But for yourself, any every time you learn how to not do something, you're the one losing every time. Yes. Because now you're getting used to. Okay, I can just get by with this. I can just get by with that. And. You can't just get by everywhere, and it will hold you back from greatness. Yeah. You know what's so dope about all this, though? You can spend, you could have spent the last 30, 35, 40 years of your life being average and make a decision today Yeah, we to, just, to change. We about <laughs> Aren't we always? Aren't we always? Um, And, and you, you can make a decision to change immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, being above average is a, is a characteristic. Okay. It's not something you have to go out and buy. Been born with. You yeah. don't have to have been born with it. It doesn't have to have ran in your family. Yeah. You can just You're train. In of it. You're in charge of it. You can train yourself to be above average. You can change today. You know yeah. what I mean? You can go home today, park your car, and walk to the market instead of driving on mm-hmm. your way home. You know, mm-hmm. you can cut off that TV show and do something more productive. You know, yeah. you can, if you don't like the way you parent your children or how you've been a spouse or, you know, or if you've been putting off re-enrolling in that course or taking that class or investing in that thing, like, you can go ahead and step out on faith today. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's so dope about this thing. Like, you can listen to something. Really reinvent yourself starting like reinvent this, this podcast. Like, like right now. Like, right now. You can shut this thing off and just go make one change right mm-hmm. your coach said do 30 minutes you do 35 like just be above board you know and so that's what's so dope about life it's like you can just make a decision and just make them all mad <laughs> i was gonna touch on that too <laughs> like don't let anyone decide that because um you know i was told who like you think you're so zen like who told you you were so me I did. I made a decision. Somebody that, accused you of being too zen? Yeah. Like, who says who? Says, says this is the life that I decided I wanted to live, and everything around me has to correlate with that. Like, it has to go with that, or it has to go. Like, I don't, I don't no longer have to fit in the things that I thought I had to fit in. Like, I decided. It's my life, and yes, my goal is zen. So that's what it is. And right. I and I made a decision one day, like, oh yeah, I want my life peaceful. I want things peaceful around me. I want peaceful energy. I want I don't even like when my dog barks too long. Like, listen. <laughs> Bring it down. Bring it down, bro. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. I love that. Yeah. Anytime you decide. I, and I don't mean any day. I don't mean any week. I mean any minute you decide. Yes. I love it. You can flip a switch. Mm-hmm. You can flip a switch. What a blessing. That's so dope. Yep. I love it. You have the freedom to just flip the switch. As always, guys, this has been another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. If you are in the market to up-level, if you are ready to take it to the next level in your health, in your diet, or in your career, 
please go to www.professionallyfit.co and click on Get Professionally Fit. It's all about bridging the gap between your health and your career. You can be greater as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, or as an executive or a professional in a nine to five when you're greater in your health and wellness. You have no idea how they are directly related. So come and get this work. Okay. You hear me? Come and get this work, guys. Log on to www.professionallyfit.co and click on Get Professionally Fit if you're ready to up-level and take it to the next level. Look, shout out to B-Box launching this spring at Professionally Fit. Look, this podcast is sponsored by B-Box. <laughs> Yes, this podcast is sponsored by B-Box. B-Box is Professionally Fit's first custom-branded box dedicated to psychological and mental health. You work on your physical fitness every week by going to the gym and by eating right. But how do you work on your mental health? The absence of disease is not the presence of health. So make sure you're implementing some regular regimen to make sure you're psychologically fit. And you can do that by getting our B-Box. So hop on professionallyfit.co and just click on B-Box. As always, you can get this and past episodes on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts by searching for Professionally Fit or directly on the website, professionallyfit.co, and click on Professionally Fit Radio. Until next time, be well.